and welcome to Strange Talk with Doc. We're going to start off each and every show. As you know, we talk sports, we talk news, we talk entertainment, we don't gossip, we don't spread rumors, we talk about movies, music, news, that type of thing. We'll give our RIPs. But I like to start each and every show off, and this is the way I'm going to do it. If you can bear with me, take two minutes. I like to talk about the subject matter that I'm dealing with to begin the show because I'm not a clickbaiter. I'll never post a title that does not revolve around what I'm talking about. So we want to say fuck what anyone says. You're not asking for their fucking opinion. And why does it matter their opinion anyway? Because you need to know what in the world are their intentions to give you unsolicited advice about what you are going to do. If you're a thought-out person, if you're a calculated person, if you're a person who thinks about what they do beforehand, you just don't go off sheer emotions. Literally and figuratively, before I pulled the trigger, I done breathed, I done thought about the situation, I've evaluated, was there another alternative for me to do what I'm doing? Like people have advised me, Doc, why don't you do a video podcast? You know you get more viewers, you you get more clicks, and you know what? They probably are 100% right. But do I want a degree of my own anonymity? Sure I do, and that's why I don't plaster my face everywhere, because it does not make a difference to me. I'm not looking for any form of fame or things like that. So verbally is the only way that I will do this podcast. So I really didn't ask for this advice. I don't want this advice anymore. I don't want anybody else suggesting this to me. It's not my deal. Radio still exists. It still exists in forms and fashions all over. There are a lot of people on YouTube who only put up clips of pictures, which I do. And if that means I get less viewership on a video site like YouTube, I do not care. But I do not live my life based on what other people say about me because I'd also say this. I never ask anybody directly what they think of me. That is none of my business. Their actions and how they conduct themselves towards me will let me know. I evaluate. Like I said, I evaluate. I look at the circumstances, the situations, and I figure it out from there. So do not live your life if you can. Live in it according to somebody else's rules and regulations. And that includes anything I say. You're not going to tell me what is a fly pair of sneakers. You're not going to tell me what's a good looking jacket or that belt looks cheap. Fuck you. I have to live this life it is mine's and mine's alone. And I will take the consequences, the slings and arrows, whatever comes my way for making the decisions that I stand on. That's the problem. People don't stand on their sword. And I would love and appreciate to meet more people who did. So this week, we lost Sidney Poitier, the first black man to win the Best Actor Oscar. He died at the age of 94. Matter of fact, I watched one of his movies in honor of him, Uptown Saturday Night. It was hilarious, as usual. I've seen it many times. He directed he starred in it with Bill Cosby among a slew of other black legendary actors. It was a great 
film. It was enjoyable. It made me laugh out loud. So Sidney Poitier, who was in a ton of good stuff, and if you don't know it, just do the research. I'm sure in his library you'll find something that you really enjoy. I say rest in peace to him. Ralph Neely, a two-time All-Pro and a two-time Super Bowl champ who went to four Super Bowls with my Dallas Cowboys, uh, he passed away at the age of 78. Greg Robinson, who spent almost 40 years coaching in college in the pros and won two Super Bowls as the defensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos, died at the age of 70. Peter Bondanovich, he's an Oscar-nominated director. He was also the psychiatrist to the psychiatrist in Sopranos. He died at the age of 82. A young man I wanted to give some love to, Stephen Addison. 32 years old, a truck driver. Uh, he was actually a motorcyclist. He was killed by this fucking animal, Roger Dale Knowles, 51, in Fayetteville, North Carolina, after having a confrontation with his son at a gas station. Broad daylight, this man pulls out a shotgun and shoots him from the passenger seat of his vehicle. Now, Roger Dale knows we'll be going on trial, and I'll keep you up to date as the year goes on about what transpires in this case. We had a tragedy in Philadelphia. A house fire it left 12 people dead, including eight children. And I just want to say rest in peace to them. Jesse D., whose real name is Jesse Lee Daniels, of the hip-hop or R&B group Force MDs, died at the age of 58. Force MDs, one of the guys was named Mercury. I actually used to work with Mercury's brother, hang out with Mercury's brother. I never really got to meet Mercury, I think maybe once in passing, so I'm not going to try to make it seem like I have any links or ties to the Force MDs, other than the fact that I was in New York, I lived in New York, his brother lived in Jersey City. We hung out together. And like I said, we worked on Wall Street for several years together. So I say rest in peace to Mr. Jesse D, who was 58 years old. Bob Saget, who was on Full House and played the father, Danny Tanner, he died abruptly yesterday at the age of 65. Rest in peace, uh, Bob Saget. A lot of people loved him. They called him the second America's dad. You know, Bill Cosby was the America's dad, and Bob Saget was the other American dad. Michael Lang, the guy who co-created and organized the original 1969 Woodstock, and also the Woodstock 94 and that horrible Woodstock from 99. He died at the age of 77. The Wayne Hickman, the star of the many loves of Dobie Gillis. This is an older TV show, people. We're going back to the heyday. He died at the age of 87. And yesterday in the Bronx, there was a deadly blaze that killed 19 people, including nine children. It might be the deadliest fire in New York City in over 30 years. There are still at least 13 people hospitalized in critical condition, and more than 60 people have been injured. This is an absolute tragedy. We had two very tragic fires to start this New Year's off. I don't know 
what these people are going through. I don't know how they're feeling. I know that the weather is horrendous, but in 2022, to still have to use a space heater in any residence that you pay rent makes no sense to me. That is negligent on the owner's part. That is negligent on the super's part, uh, the janitor's part. Those radiators should be working. The people should be allowed and be able to live comfortably. I mean, I thank God that I have central air and central heat. So I don't worry. I adjust my temperatures as I choose fit. But obviously, somebody here didn't feel like they had the ability to do some. And it costs a massive amount of life. So my heart goes down to all the family, friends, church members of these people from the Bronx, because these 60, 70 people touch hundreds of lives. And COVID-19 now is up to 62 million cases in the United States of America. 860,000 people have died. 520 million people are supposedly vaccinated of one sort or another. Worldwide, there's 308 million cases and 5.6 million people died. This Omicron is something else. But now they find out that there is a new Florona, which is a coronavirus and influenza co-infections. So uh, I don't know what's going on there, man. Travis McMichael and Gregory McMichael were both sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Their co-defendant, William Roddy Bryant, will be eligible for parole after he serves a mandatory minimum of 30 years. Bryant is 52 years old, which means he will be 82 years old. So more than likely, Travis McMichael, who's 36, Gregory McMichael, who's 66 and has to serve 30 uh, life without possibility, and Brian, who's 52, will all die in a penitentiary for killing Abadou Aubrey. Uh, It was a tragic event. They did the wrong thing, and now their asses are paying for it. So there's no tears, there's no sympathy, there's no empathy for these men because the act that they committed was brutal, it was heinous, it was unnecessary. The 2022 Grammy Awards are going to have to be postponed because Omicron people, Omicron is starting to uh, mess up things in our lives. Samsung uh, presented two new foldable designs for laptops and smartphones at this year's CES show in vegas i mean i would love to have one of these fancy foldable laptops that can fold down from 13 inches and fold up to 17 and one of these phones that fold from a tablet to a smartphone but the prices are outlandish so it's not like something that's really in my wheelhouse and to show off just because i have to have something that's worth thousands of dollars to prove some kind of point to somebody makes no sense to me But you know what? Maybe Samsung will bring these prices down that normal people could have them and you don't have to be like a rap star or CEO to get them. But we shall see. I got a lot of television that I I need to watch and I haven't had the time to do it. I got like some Bob Hartsabi Shoulders. Uh, 
the blacklist, the last OG. I have almost the whole season of that, the whole season of Hawkeye, the whole season of Loki, and the whole season of Wheel of Fortune, Wheel of Time. So if you've seen Hawkeye, the last OG, Loki, the Wheel of Fortune, Wheel of Time, I'm sorry, please let me know what you think of those series before I get involved. Not that I am saying that your opinion is going to trump my opinion. I'll probably watch it anyway, but getting some feedback on them would not hurt. I did watch uh, This Is Us, and the last season started off, and it it was a very good episode. It was a very good episode about the mother trying to remember this word. She could not remember this word, as we know as fans of the show, that she is suffering from Alzheimer's. And it really bothers her. And she was trying her damnedest to get it. And if you haven't seen the episode, I can't really say anything more than that. Law and Order Organized Crime. I'm a little disappointed. We're back to the same character from season, season one being a nemesis again. Uh, I thought we was going to move on to different people and different crime families as the show went on. Law and Order SVU was just ridiculous. They dealt with stuff that does not involve them. We watched Law and Order SVU to see the special victims unit. We don't watch it for them to pretend to be like an FBI unit solving bombs and things of that nature. Now, SWAT, SWAT and the Equalizer, outstanding shows if you just want to zone out for an hour. They're both very good. I finished up Curb Your Enthusiasm finally. The last three episodes was lunacy, insane nonsense. I love Larry David. I love the Seinfeld series. I love Curb Your Enthusiasm, but I think it's time for Curb Your Enthusiasm to close the door on itself and go away before it gets horrible because it's borderline on not being that good. It's just a series of arguments over and over by different people for no particular reason. If you went outside and you turned left, all of a sudden that would be an argument with a stranger because why did you face left? I mean, you know, just that stupid. Hard Knocks, in season, the Indianapolis Colts. Now I'm going to kind of tie this into something a little later. This last episode should be highly interesting. And the reason I say that is because the Colts really embarrassed themselves yesterday by losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And in this embarrassment, I am hoping that HBO and the cameras not only deal with the game, but give us 10 to 15 minutes of the aftermath, the feelings that these players and coaches went through when they seen that their dreams of a successful season were thrown down the shitter because they laid an egg against one of the worst, if not the worst team in the league. The UFC is returning next Saturday on 1-15. Giga Chica Day is fighting Calvin Qatar. And Caitlin Kudigan is fighting Jennifer Maya, among other people. This will be the very first card of the 2022 year. And I'm looking forward to it. I actually missed the UFC. Kyrie Irving returned to his first game with the Nets, and it was a win over the Pacers. He scored 22 points in that game. Klay Thompson returned after almost two years to the Golden State Warriors. He dropped 17, 
three assists, and three rebounds in a win. So Clay Thompson's back. Kyrie Irving is back on a part-time basis. He still can't play in Brooklyn. Now, I like to give you each and every week just what I consider to be the premier basketball games of the week coming up. Monday, tonight, the Nets go into Portland to play the Trailblazers. means Kyrie plays basketball. So you get your chance to see Kyrie if you haven't. Tomorrow, you got the Nuggets versus the Lakers. The Warriors are playing the Grizzlies. Then Wednesday, you got the Nets versus those Bulls. Those shocking, surprising Bulls. DeMar DeRosa is balling out. He's having a fantastic season. He better be an all-star, people. Put your votes in for DeMar DeRosa. He deserves it. Thursday, you got the Warriors going into Milwaukee to play the Bucks. It's a heavy Warriors week. And then Friday, you got the Warriors going in to play the Bulls. Saturday, you got the 76ers playing the Heat, the Lakers versus the Nuggets, and then also you got Sunday, the Jazz versus the Nuggets. Now let's get to some football. The Kansas City Chiefs beat the Denver Broncos 28-24. Nick Bolton returned to fumble to uh, cap this game off, and uh, it wasn't a fantastic show by the Chiefs. They actually struggled more than I thought they would with uh, Locke and the Broncos, but this is a division rival, so it's going to be hard for a game. And after the game, head coach Vic Fangio of the Denver Broncos was let go. My Dallas Cowboys played the Philadelphia Philadelphia Eagles, and they beat them Saturday, 51-26. Prescott threw for five touchdown passes. He broke the team record for most touchdowns in the season. The Washington football team, now these are games from yesterday. Washington football team beat the New York Giants 22-7. Antonio Gibson ran for a career high, 146 yards. He scored a touchdown, and it was his first 1,000-yard season. The Minnesota Vikings beat the Chicago Bears 31-17. Kirk Cousins passed for 172 yards and three touchdowns in the second half. Minnesota's quite the disappointment team. I mean, I expect so much better out. They have talent at the wide receiver, tight end, running back, and some talent at quarterback and defense but he couldn't seem to put it together. I'm wondering, today is Monday. I wonder if this will be Zimmer's last year with the team. Nagy also last year with the Bills. I mean, the Bears. I don't, this is not concrete. I'm just speculating. The Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Indianapolis Colts 26 to 11. I'm going to give Trevor Lawrence some credit. He played a fantastic game. Was he perfect? No, but he was good. And the Jags wind up clowning the Colts. The Colts came into this game. They lost two in a row. They had to play us in the grasp of their hand. They lose last week to the Raiders on the last second field goal. They were never in this game against the Jaguars. I mean, it's literally embarrassing how they went out. I don't know what you do. Carson Wentz is a bum. I'm saying it again in plain English. Carson Wentz is a bum. I don't care if you throw 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions. It's when you throw those seven interceptions. It's when you fumble those balls. It's when you don't complete those passes that count. The Cleveland Browns beat the Barrowless, Joe Barrowless Bengals 
21-16 in a game that really has no bearing on anything. The Bengals and the players, the Browns are staying home. The Tennessee Titans beat the Houston Texans 28-25. Ryan Tannehill threw three touchdown passes, which is a career high for him. And the Titans clinched the AFC's number one seed. So all roads go through Tennessee, and they might have King Henry return. The Detroit Lions, a tough little team, they beat the Green Bay Packers 37-30. Rodgers sat in the second half. I guess that was a smart move. It was really none to play for. The Green Bay already had the number one spot locked up. So why bother getting him injured, maybe playing against a division rival who's just hungry? The Pittsburgh Steelers have made the playoffs. They gutted out a 16-13 overtime win against the Baltimore Ravens, who were playing without Lamar Jackson. So Tomlin and Roethlisberger get to go to one more playoff round. The Saints beat the Falcons 30-20. Alvin Kamara ran for 146 yards, and he had a career-high 30 carries. The Dolphins beat the Patriots 33-24. Mac Jones did not look fantastic heading into the playoff. The highlight of this game was Jalen Waddell broke the rookie reception record. He had 102 receptions for the season. The Seattle Seahawks beat the Arizona Cardinals, who seemed over this last month to be floundering. They beat them 38-30. Russell was cooking. He threw for Three touchdown passes. Rashad Penny ran for 190 yards and a touchdown. The Buffalo Bills beat the New York Jets 27-10. The Bills clinched the AFC title. Remember every year was always the Patriots won the AFC title. Now things have changed a little. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Carolina Panthers 41-17. Brady completed 29 of 37 passes for 326 yards, three touchdowns, and didn't play the full game. He finished with over 5,000 yards passing for the second time in his career, actually ended up with 5,316 yards, and the Buck single-season record, 43 touchdowns. Gronk also had a big game. He had caught like seven or eight catches for like 140 yards. The San Francisco 49ers beat the Los Angeles Rams 27-24. The 49ers clinched a playoff berth in this game. Jimmy Garoppolo passed for 316 yards, one touchdown and two interceptions. The Rams are not, I don't care what anybody says, they're not a serious threat to win the Super Bowl. Odell is not a major part of that team. It's the Cooper Cup show. And now, you know, no jealousy, no malice or anything that involved, but I'm so glad he did not pass Megatron's record. He fell just a bit short of Megatron's record, and I'm happy for that. Because this team is feeding them, feeding them, feeding them at the expense of other guys on the team. And it doesn't make sense to me. The Las Vegas, Ra- Las Vegas Raiders beat the Los Angeles Chargers 35-32. Daniel Carlson, for the second week in a row, hit a game-winning 
field goal as time expired. This time it was a 42nd, 47-yard field goal in overtime to beat the Chargers. And by the way, the San Francisco 49ers beating the Rams, that was also an overtime game. Now, here's your playoff schedule. There will be playoff games Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, people. The Raiders are going to be playing the Bengals at the 4.30 game on Saturday. I like the Bengals in this game. The New England Patriots are going to Buffalo to play the Bills. That's the 8.15 late game Saturday night. I'm going with Buffalo in this game. Sunday, you got the Eagles traveling to Tampa to play the Bucks at 1 o'clock. I got to go with the home team. I got to go with Brady to beat the Eagles. I don't see the Eagles having the offense to withstand what Tampa can do to them. The 49ers are coming into Dallas at 4 o'clock to play my Cowboys. I got to. There's no way in the world I go against the Cowboys in game one of the playoffs, no matter who they were playing. So, you know, I understand this is not me being fair, being uh, objective. I'm a Cowboy fan. What do you want me to do? The Steelers are playing the late game on Sunday versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Steelers don't have the offense to handle the Chiefs. So Najee Harris is balling out. He is running well. But can Roethlisberger go down the field when we know that Mahomes can go down the field and hit Travis Kelsey or he can also hit Tyreek Hill? Uh, So I don't think that Pittsburgh have the guns unless the weather is tremendously bad in Kansas City. If it's a nasty, rainy, sloppy day, maybe they can run the ball and play good defense. But I expect Kansas City to hold serve at home. And so far, it seems like I'm almost picking all the home teams. I mean, this is wild card weekend. I think some of these teams don't really have the right to be there. They barely got in. Now, this is the one that I'm going to go against the grain. I think the Arizona Cardinals are going to bounce back Monday against the Rams. This is an 8-15 game Monday night in Los Angeles. I think the Cardinals finally get their heads right, and they beat the Rams at home. I have no faith in the Rams. I don't like the Rams. I don't like Matthew Stafford. I'm not buying into the Cooper Cup bullshit. Double, triple team Cooper Cup, and maybe you have a chance to win the game. I don't know why people are playing him single coverage. Double cover him, and then, you know, you'll have Odell, and you have Jefferson to deal with, but they can be stopped. They can be contained, but it seems to be Matthew Stafford's comfort zone is getting that ball to cup over and over and over, ad nauseum again and again. So. Let's take a minute to think. What are people's intentions when they unsolicited offer you advice all the time? Are they just trying to push you in the direction that they would like to see you go? Are they doing it for your best interest that hard? You have to evaluate. You have to think. You think about their patterns. You think what kind of person this is. Think about how much love they have for you. Are they jealous of you? Do they want you to fail so that they can go ha, ha, ha? I mean, there's a lot of 
variables to everything. And I did a show on this not long ago. You got to look at everything from every single angle to figure out the puzzle. You can't just look at something head on and say, that's well, that's it. No, sometimes there's some sideways shit. There's some stuff underneath the surface. There's some stuff floating above it. You need to look at that whole picture. You look at the whole picture, you see the beauty, you see the ugly, you see whatever it is that needs to be seen. I will be back next Monday doing my normal, regularly scheduled show. You can like, you can subscribe, you can share my podcast with whoever and whomever you choose. It is not a problem to me. I appreciate you. I appreciate every time you listen. I appreciate every time that you comment to me. My emails are always open. You can always send me an email and just shout out and say, hey, doc, blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Or maybe one day you come on the show and we could talk about some things together. I might have talked about something that you have a different opinion on and you want me to revisit it. And I'm more than welcome to do that with you. But I'm going to tell you, like I tell you each and every time, peace to you and peace to yours, people.